Assalamu alaikum, welcome to a new episode of the Habibis, three Arab game devs drinking good Arab tea. That was one too many Arabs. Anyway, my <laughs> name is Rami Ismail, I'm the host for this episode. <laughs> I am Fazim Esmar. And I'm Osama Darius. Well, wow, Rami really went off script this time. <laughs> just really added an extra Arab in there. <laughs> You're channeling me. If, if you ask me, there's not enough Arabs in there. You only add two. Where, there's three yeah, of us. Where's the third one? Where's the third one? Just add it to the end. Just say Arab. Assalamu yeah. <laughs> <laughs> alaikum. Welcome to the Habibis, an Arab podcast featuring three Arab game Arab developers drinking, drinking three Arab teams. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> That's, that's one that. Arab tea, that's two Arab teas, that's three that Arab teas. They can put six Arab into the entrance. <laughs> if you just count two other podcasts now, just have three Arab <laughs> If you Arab count each, uh, each tea individually. <laughs> <laughs> three, three game developers drinking good Arab teas. <laughs> that actually doesn't work in Arabic. Let's not do it now. No, no, no. no. I don't right, let's keep moving. Um, <laughs> let's keep it PG. Anyway, hi. <laughs> hi. Hi, Osama, how are you? Oh, wait, no, it's Rami this time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, chaos. See what you what, did, Rami? I, I, just, I just, you know, it was a really good intro, I think. This is all ab- Absolutely nailed it. <laughs> no, but how are you all doing? How, how are things? What have you all been up to? I'm doing amazing. I'm on a high. Can I talk about my high a little bit? Oh, yes. Yeah. So I just came back from a three-day game design retreat where Ooh. a whole bunch of game designers, mostly from Montreal, but also from around not Montreal, came together to do the equivalent of, of a game jam, except instead of making games, we wrote white papers on interesting game design topics. Oh, fun. Huh. So we had a blast. You know, we basically showed up. Got into little groups. Well, before that, you know, decided on which topics we wanted to talk about. Got into groups, had discussions, but the groups were kind of fluid. So we were able to get up and go walk and listen to some other really smart game designers talk about really smart things. And I've missed like design stuff so much that for me, it was an incredibly not just fulfilling, but emotional moment where I'm like, hey, these are my peers and I'm talking to them. And, you know, I could hold my own again after all this time and so it was really great on a personal level but everyone appreciated it they're already asking for the next iteration so super yeah, excited awesome yeah so somebody oh. mean to tell me that uh, the, the the game design the game designers equivalent of game jam is that all the game designers got together and they started writing design docs is that just writing documents they're a little less useful than the design docs because they don't become <laughs> games afterwards. <laughs> They're just like thoughts on game design. <laughs> Less yeah, useful than design like docs. <laughs> Is there such a thing? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Osama just found the evidence. No, but it, yeah. that sounds really good, uh, Osama. That sounds like a lot of fun. How many yeah. people showed up? We were thirty people. Just oh, 30. Wow. 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 Cool. 32. I forget yeah. that Montreal has a really big game development scene where you can just do things like that. I'm sitting here in the Netherlands with all 11 game developers. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, we actually had to cap it at that because otherwise we would have been way too more too much. And there's a, there's a, a formula. Basically, there was an, a, another similar event that used to happen, ran for 21 years. It was called Project Horseshoe. I'm not sure if either of you have heard mm-hmm. of it. So they've tried different iterations and they landed on a number that's between like 30 and 40. Uh, More than that, and it kind of falls apart. It's too big. Less than that, and it's kind of doesn't, isn't really productive. So we're kind of following on, standing on the shoulder of giants, as they say, because after COVID, Project Horsu ceased to exist. So we're like, what would it look like to have a mostly local version of that? Um, but yeah, we could have like you know, you, like, as you mentioned, Montreal is huge as a game dev scene, and, and there are hundreds of game designers. We could have probably went much bigger, but 
the best thing about this is also the worst. It's good that it's exclusive and you could choose who's there so you can make sure the place is comfortable and safe. But exclusive kind of sucks because that means other people have less access to the thing as well. So it's an unsolvable problem, unfortunately. Right. Yeah, well, but you know, like you need to control the size, otherwise, yeah. like you know, you wouldn't be able to have those discussions. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But that sounds pretty cool. It sounds like you know, like you need the chapter of something like this in every city. Yes, agreed. I would absolutely encourage every city to start one. And the like Netherlands a game design guild. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, something like that would be good. Yeah, we have one of those in the Netherlands, kind of similar, but it's also like um, it's it's not just focused on design. We just the scene is not large enough in the country to do something like that uh, for you know just designers. Like I don't mm. think there would be space for that. So we have like indie get-togethers where indies show off their work and talk about their mm. design and their programming and their business. But I think to do something like that, you need to be in a hub city like Stockholm or Montreal or like any of those places. But but it's also possible to host it somewhere and have people travel to it because it's kind of we're there for days anyway. So if you let's say you host it in Germany and then people from other countries neighboring Germany go there once a year, that could work too. You you definitely have enough people to to in Europe, yeah, yeah, yeah. You could do that, but then it'll just end up being again in like a place where there's already a lot of game developers. True, that's true. Not an easy problem to solve. No, it sounds like fun though. Yeah, it yeah. sounds like fun. I, I'd be super up for one of those. If there's like a global, like, you know, like dark brotherhood kind of <laughs> thing, there's like a, a guild in every like hub cities and they communicate and they send each other um, white papers of, of design <laughs> boxes. like sneakiest white papers. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is what Assassin's Creed is going to be about, right? Oh, yeah. I, know you can't, I know you can't talk about it, but that's what Assassin's Creed Mirage is. Assassin's Creed game designers is like the, oh, I no. don't know, the, probably the worst one to be made. <laughs> no, that's what the game is. That's what actually where it's going. Like, the, oh, no. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just I'm just imagining now Assassin's Creed Mirage and then there's, there's secretly still future parts, but then the future parts are just getting in a design get together with Osama <laughs> and then writing documents. Imagine if the, if the if the protagonist is a game designer, then the, that's parkour out the window. Like <laughs> you can barely walk, let alone like climb window walls you and just, stuff. You... <laughs> oh no! You want I mean, a game right. designer to do sports? Are you crazy? <laughs> Quick time event where it's just you sitting in a meeting. <laughs> press F to add a paragraph yeah, yeah. press F to unmute yeah. <laughs> uh, that would actually be a pretty hard game oh, no. I mean like every, but like every branch of game development would effectively be that it's like yeah. press, a, press F to add polygon yeah. press F to write press F to write code then press F again to fix bug that's the wrong hold, order hold F to, <laughs> to, yeah. to solve bug <laughs> Press F to be a producer exasperated at the team. <laughs> to hurt to hurt cats. <laughs> and then but the only the only exception is the QA. If you're QA, you just have to find a bug in the game and actually like submit it to the So that's the fun team. mode, VQA. Yeah. <laughs> Where there's really gameplay. Yep. What was um, the the highlight topic for you, Sam, on your retreat? It was, what a was one the topic actually... that that you thought was like super captivating for you. It's the one actually the, the group that I joined was visualizing systems and about all the different methods that you could visualize systems in order for depend, depending on your audience, how to show them like how systems converge or how they relate to each other and to explain right. it either to you know stakeholders or to explain it to your team so they could action it. So I it was very interesting seeing a whole bunch of people come together and say, well, I've made a doc like this. Let me recreate it for you without the, the you know the NDA information. So you could see my thought process of how to communicate this and going back and forth and coming up with rules. If you're going to visualize a system, what are the first things that you have to consider? How would you approach it? And what could the end results look like? So that was my favorite by far. Like just verb, verb noun maps and other like ways of representing exactly. like design? Design, but specifically systems. Because yeah. there are different like facets of design. It's of specifically course. systems and how they relate with each other. Yeah. So a verb noun map would be the one that I've been taught, but like could be yeah. anything, right? It could be, yeah, exactly. It depends on the kind of system and it depends on the audience and it depends on, we actually came up with an acronym 
for like what do you do oh no you came up with an acronym i can't wait i can't wait for the dad joke that's in here it's h-a-b-i-b-i you know what i'm not gonna talk about the acronym anymore y'all just you know i don't have any desire Uh, the the acronym is pause so if you're going to write a doc yeah you you have to pause um so what is the purpose of the doc who's the audience what is the usage what's the scope and what is the emphasis So if you have those things decide, like decided from the beginning, you're able to create either a living document because that's how long it needs to last or a one shot throwaway, and like, it'll help you focus on which data, because it's impossible to have one that will serve every, like, that's what we landed on really quickly. It's impossible to have one visualization method that will serve every uh, situation. And we kept trying, we kept trying. We're like, no, that's impossible. Or, yeah. you know, we, we couldn't find a solution. So with that in mind, we're able to create, you know, some rules that you could follow to figure out which one is better from the beginning. I would have thought it would be Blueprint. Right. You know, Acronym? Like, uh, like, no, the visual uh, scripting language. <laughs> no, no, not visual scripting language. It's visualization of systems. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. Okay. It does. Cool. Pause. <laughs> Pause. Yeah, I'm. I'm really trying to figure out what to do with the last A here. I need. I need a good word with an A. I'm just. Stuck. <laughs> oh, no. What uh, are you doing? So far, I have outstanding system annotation mapping, and I just need something else to make that final A work. So you can call it Osama. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I'm just talking association. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> agreement. 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 <laughs> there we go. Much I, will not, I really appreciate the thought. I will not be going with that acronym. Okay. Well, I'll just convince everybody else to go oh, with no. that acronym because I think I've got the reach to make that happen. I, I did yeah. this to myself. What we will do his own white paper and yeah. I'll send that over. The white paper is just like read the white paper on pause and just call it this in the future. That's it. Blind white paper. Very accessible white Shortage paper. Shortage white paper stub ever. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. No, that sounds amazing. I'm I'm super jealous. Same. I you know, system design. Always a fascination and stuff like this. Visualizing it is just so helpful. Yeah, absolutely. And so valuable. I really hope that this kind of thing like picks up steam so that everyone has access to it. Or all designers have access to it. Right. If you want to talk about it like offline about like, you know, how we set it up and everything, let me know. I'd be more than happy to divulge all that. Yeah, sure. In case you're all, you know, free and don't have a million things to do. I mean, I do have a million things to do, but also that sounds exactly like the stuff I would be interested in either way. Maybe we can have some time to talk about it. I don't know, sometime, somewhere. Yeah. Uh, I don't Let's know. A million and one. And if the, <laughs> if the white paper ever becomes available, we'll just mention it on the show as well. That's amazing. I'd love that. Thank you. Yeah. No, that would be awesome. Like, this is super helpful. Awesome. Cool. The famous Osama method. Yeah, the Osama method. <laughs> no. The Osama. Okay, you two need to pause with that, please. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Nailed it. Perfect. Okay, all right, Fauzi, what is your highlight? I was playing a bunch of video games. Nice, Ooh. that's a highlight. A bunch of them. I'm going to... So, one of the highlights, I played the Return of Monkey Island the second it came out. Yeah, oh, I that's can imagine. Amazing. And this is like not just a weekly highlight. It could be one of my highlights of the year. Wow. I, I mean, this is a highlight of like two decades. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my Isn't God. It? This game is so good. Uh, oh, and yeah. what a like an amazing celebration of like a stellar franchise. Yep. Downloaded the second it came out. I started uh, playing it. So like for those who uh, don't know, I think it came out at the time of recording this yesterday, September 19th. It's the latest installment of the uh, adventure game, point-and-click adventure game, Monkey Island. This, I don't know, how long has it been since the last Monkey Island? Uh, I don't know, but like the secret of Monkey Island is like 32 years old now. Like I think it's from like two years after I was born, so that's 1990. (laughs) Secret of Monkey Island. Yeah. Yeah, secret of Monkey Island is from 1990. Because like I always uh, confuse the titles because Escape of Monkey Island was like the fourth one, right? Yeah, 
There was a, there was secret of Monkey Island. There was Monkey Island and Monkey Island Two. Yeah. Yep. There's also Tales of Monkey Island, which I think was in 2009. Tales of I, Monkey Island. I think that was the most that's recent right. one. Yeah, yeah, that's from the that's from Telltale, right? Well, I, think I think so. Yeah. So there was a there was a Telltale Monkey Island, and then there was a long break, and then there's this one. Yeah, and this, this is, is Return like, to Monkey Island, right? This is Return to Monkey Island, and uh, it it like you know, <laughs> the title says it all. Like you, you're back to the franchise, you're back to like all your favorite characters, and it's um, it calls out every. Um, so like if you've never played a Monkey Island game before, there's like a little <laughs> uh, thing that you can watch to like catch you up. Right, and uh, you can still play the game and enjoy it as if you're like witnessing these characters and these events for the first time. Mm-hmm. Though that there's a lot of like obvious nods and references to the past. Yeah, but I would expect you, so. Yeah, yeah. If you're a returning fan, like there's so much fan service for you. Like yeah, you will feel so so happy to see a lot of returning characters, a lot of returning themes. Um, the voice actor of Guybrush Threepwood is in the game. So, uh, wow. as Guybrush Threepwood, as Guybrush Threepwood, so he retired wow. from the uh, from voice acting and went to pursue a career in, uh, I think he was like a chef or something. Oh wow! For like a good decade or more, and then he came back for this game. I mean, I would. Too. So it, it really feel like, honestly, you know, the original creators of the game. It, it's it's like the band is back together. Yeah, and. Uh, they're making this game with the with the voice acting, with the the music is so good. And okay, it's uh it's everything that you'd expect from a classic Monkey Island adventure with some modernized twists. So like um you can choose difficulty for uh for the type of puzzle experience that you have. Okay. I think that was already possible in the old ones, wasn't it? I'm not, not sure. sure. All of them. No, yeah, I remember. I remember it, somebody pointing it out recently. So, yeah, uh, could be. But yeah, no, I mean it's it's cool. Yeah, sorry. I confuse uh, which one is which at this point. So yeah, yeah. but I, uh, <laughs> they're all merged into one. Thirty years story. ago, yeah. like I yeah. don't remember. There's a lot of these games. <laughs> yeah, uh, but like you know, at some point, for example, uh, you get an item that's a hint book. Mm-hmm. So, uh, in case you get stuck on a puzzle, you can refer to this. And, like, the character that gives you the hint book tells you, uh, don't overuse it, otherwise it's going to spoil your adventure. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. you know, like, it's kind of like the game knows one of the, the problems with, uh, with, the, with the adventure game. It's getting stuck, right? And yeah, getting... it's getting stuck, not knowing what you wanted to do, or, like, what am I supposed to do, or which item am I supposed to look at? Yeah. So they give you the hint system. There is also like a, a shortcut button that you can click on to highlight all the interactables on the screen, so you don't have to go pixel hunting like you know or problems with traditional adventure games. You can, and, and I know a lot of adventure games did that, but they have it in this game where you can like double click and you can move quicker, mm-hmm. so that when you're moving across the scenes, you can move faster in different directions. So like it's. You know, as far as adventure games does, it's very classic, but it's also very modern in its design. It's not uh, the the there's there's no pain points as you play in this game. Mm. It's that's just so amazing. incredibly it's incredibly charming. Still, that was what I like. You know, that's what mm. I want. And yeah, I was a little worried because, like you know, like getting the band back together has two outcomes, right? Either it's amazing again, yeah, or you just kind of realize that it it was wasn't as good as your memory is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Kind of like, you know, that uh, one hit wonder going on their, you know, 23rd farewell tour. You go like, oh, no, that's not, <laughs> yeah. that's not what I wanted. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but this isn't that. This isn't that. It's just genuinely very, very good. Yeah. Is uh, it like the writing, literally the writing is click? hysterical. It's literally oh, yeah. point and click. Yep. Uh, so I'm playing it on Steam and I know it's out on Switch as well. So I don't know okay. how it controls on the Switch. Mm-hmm. But I have uh, other friends who are playing it on the Switch. They say it runs like a dream and it looks gorgeous. Oh yeah, no, it's super good. I'm playing on Switch. It's it's good. How okay. does it control then, Rami? Do you move a cursor on screen? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's, yeah, so it's point and but click like, in both. Obviously, there's uh, there's also touch, but you know, yeah, it's a Switch. Did I, either of you try it on Steam Deck? Um, not me yet. I don't travel with my Steam Deck anymore, sadly. 
Yeah. Okay, I get it. But I'm sorry. The primary way I play PC games these days, so we just. It curious. just doesn't run Destiny very well, so you know it's useless to me. <laughs> I get you. I like. I wanted to play it on the couch last night, so like I hooked up my laptop to the TV via HDMI, and then I hooked up my laptop with a Bluetooth mouse <laughs> and put it on my lap, and I just played for three hours. Amazing. And I worked. And I worked okay. So. Well, I just looked it up, and apparently it works really well on Steam Deck. Yeah, that would surprise me. I think it's, it'll be right at home on that thing. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. The writing is 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 genuinely funny, and it's like exactly how you remember the 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 tra- the series. The trademark sense of humor is there. Mm-hmm. Um, the characters are, are charming, memorable, original in every way, and like it really makes like it it you know like it's so difficult for video games to be funny, and this game made me laugh a bunch of times. Wow. Okay, I gotta see this. I, yeah, got, like I can't every, wait to play it. Every five to ten minutes, you know, I'm talking to a character, and it's like making me chuckle a little bit. <laughs> The puzzle design is clever. Like there isn't that, you know, like the back in the day, some of that puzzle design was a bit too crazy. You yeah, know, like, like you, you could not have guessed that unless you were on the yeah, dev team. There was no way. You needed to make a bunch of leaps, you know, to yeah. to get to that uh, thread of lo- uh, of logic. Mm-hmm. But like that one, it kind of makes sense, you know, from the beginning. And like when you figure it out, that you you feel the right amount of oh, I'm smart yeah. figuring that one out. I don't think I've ever finished a Monkey Island game, but I'm pretty sure I started <laughs> all of them. It's always yeah. the same process. You get stuck on something and then, you know, you stop, yeah. which is a shame. I, yeah. This I game makes sure that you don't get afterwards. stuck. Right. You, <laughs> you can finish this one, I think. I think like, it'll be the first one I finish. I'm looking forward to yeah. it. <laughs> I think I never finished any either. And then just much later looked up like videos. Yeah. yeah. That makes I, sense. I think I finished all of them. I was always, always been a fan of um of the series and like as a as a fan of the series this delivered yeah you were just way. smarter than me i think yeah definitely smarter <laughs> i always than got me. stuck and then just gave up yeah I probably no looked patience. it up <laughs> 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 so i don't think it's with intelligence He's smart else, enough so. to look it up let's just land <laughs> <up>. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome yeah the, so yeah the, the the music is so charming it's it's perfect. It's it's pirate music, and uh, but it's you know like quirky pirate music, and it fits the different scenes that you're in in the game. That feels really good. One thing I want to also mention that I really appreciate about this game is that I think some of the older games didn't do it in the same way. You know, like as you're trying with puzzles, sometimes you know you grab an item and you go like, "Oh, this should work on this thing," and then you mm. try it out. And the previous game, if that wasn't a solution, then you know the character will give you just that it's not working blurb, whatever mm-hmm. that is. Oh, mm-hmm. not that. Oh, forget about it, or something like like you know a generic uh, bark. Whereas in this game, uh, the game will acknowledge that that's a good idea, but I can't do it because of this reason. Oh, okay, that's good. So when you, when you try a, a, the wrong item for the puzzle, but the item kind of makes sense, it will tell you. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, oh, like, the, no, my, my knife is new. I don't want to ruin it on that thing. Or That's like, good uh, feedback. Or like, I can't fit through the door if I carry this uh, stick with me or something like that. Okay, that's great. I like that. So, that's a really good addition. That's a lot it's of a, writing. It's yeah. a lot of writing. And it, but every single time it feels like the game designer just, you know, got got up, <laughs> gave me a high five, and then went back into the TV, you know? Right. <laughs> Yeah, it's so, super charming. The writing is so charming. It's just, it's really well done. I, I haven't gone that far, but it just, the start is very, very, like, hopeful. The art is beautiful. Uh, like oh, Faz the art was saying, is so nice. music is really good, so. That's uh, it, there was, like, some controversy on the art style, I think, when this game was announced. I, there was I controversy know. in the games industry? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah. let me rephrase that. There was a bunch of people upset over something. Oh wait, yes. that's that's also everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nobody made a video game. Anyway, the internet was angry. Yeah, but uh, like the art style is is terrific. Yeah, like, I love uh, it. It's two D looking, three D is original. It's uh, it's yeah. artistic, and it still feels like it yes. Fits. Mm-hmm. That's the more important mm-hmm. part, right? It's still like, within the themes of the franchise, but still, like you know, moving it uh, forward. Exactly. 
I love it. I'm a big fan. And didn't understand the controversy when it was going down. People, even within, people were just upset and they wanted different art styles. Nobody was even agreeing on what right. they wanted. They were yep. just <laughs> unhappy with what was happening. Speak, speaking of uh, being unhappy with what's happening, what uh, did you all see the, the, big, the big news this week? Or last what, week by the time what, this comes out? Which big news? The, the leaks. Oh, yes. Yeah. That the, the was source quite of the something. Yeah. Leaks are absolutely terrible. They're yeah. so bad. Yeah, they hurt. So it's just nobody benefits from them in any just nobody gets nobody is better off after a leak. Not yeah. the audience. Some people get clicks, I guess, but that's Yeah, it. That's some it. outrage folks like looking for like outrage, but that's about it. It just it was so sad because clearly like they're in development, they probably hit their stride pretty well like you know, you, you look at you look at some of the stuff that was out there being being uh, reported on, and it's like, oh come on, this is just this is just under development, you know? Yeah. yeah, man. Like you know, like when somebody leaks something, or like you know, the leaks are getting reported on. You basically rob a team of a moment that they've been working years on, mm. and like they've been working on that moment, like you know, to to surprise and delight in the best possible way. Mm-hmm. And then somebody like you know leaks a crappy screenshot that is out of context and like takes the um, takes the narrative in a totally different direction, open space for like rumors and speculation and just outright wrong narratives about what right. the game is all about. And so those narratives pro- become truth, and those truths then exactly. don't m- match up with the reality, and then that becomes an it's just it's just a mess. The biggest yeah. problem is that the audience doesn't have the literacy to understand what phase of the production that is and to be able to abstract it and figure out how it's going to improve. And like all of that creates a big mess where they think they want to, to see and know beforehand, but they're, they're not able to get that and see something like and project what it could be. Uh, yeah. It's not their fault. That's just we haven't done the work to be able to do to Right. We also have that context though right exactly because we can't just be open like i tried and like the amount of anger you you get yeah it's just a lot exactly and it just makes people (laughs) makes people hostile towards developers yeah Yeah. on on completely unfounded reasons yeah like you know like there's leaked footage like uh we don't even know what that footage is even about and now you go like oh they're making this game about that or like oh this game doesn't look as good as i want it to be and like you're you're angry over an unfounded narrative that is now just random the funniest comment that i kept seeing repeated is this looks unfinished it is unfinished (laughs) 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 this is not a trailer this is a leak yes it is unfinished what are you expecting i was shocked but i mean that's the level that we're that's what we're dealing with so and one of the comments that really upset me is that uh you know some people would say oh this has been going on for a long time why didn't they just announce it already and you go like well, if you do announce it early, then you got to get the comments of why don't they release it already, or why is it in exactly. development hell, or how long is it to let you know? Like, there's there's a reason. Like, <laughs> it, there's the, no there's no winning the, play. Like the, the winning, no winning play, play is the play that we tend to do, which is when you feel confident in the game, when you have the narrative, when you know how you want to release it, when you want to release it, sort of like vaguely, you announce it. You give a soft target for the release, and then you work towards that. Exactly. That's the playbook. And the reason it's the playbook is because it's minimized outrage. It's clearly set expectations and make sure that we can deliver what we say. There's a lot yeah. of data to back that. We have years of trying different things, and more or less the companies have landed on similar timelines for a reason, right? And people still get it wrong sometimes, but overall it's much better than it used to be. And yeah. It's yeah, trending like- better. This just makes everything so much more difficult for us. Like, like we already have to jump through so many hoops of security and secrecy and NDAs and, you know, what we can talk about and what we can't talk about. And every time one of these things happen, it just makes... Uh, makes those uh, procedures even more complex. Yep. And, like, you know, and like, you know th- that is to... Like, if I just discount how demoralizing this is for the team, you know, like, um, especially when the narrative goes sideways, the team gets demoralized quite a bit. 
Yeah, it's true. You rob them of the you rob them of uh, their moment, but also you like there are people now either you know sending them hate, uh, telling them, <laughs> giving them unwarranted feedback. You know, yeah. like all of a sudden you feel like this moment that I've been working on to surprise our players with now is is gone, and that's a that's a big issue. Yeah, heartbreaking situation. Yeah, and a lot got leaked, not just images, but like, no, you know, so all stuff. sorts of stuff. And that's mm. really not good, especially not for a game that's probably also going to be multiplayer. Yeah. Having yeah. having some of those workings out there just is, you know, like, I don't know if you can still put that code out there when people exactly. already kind of know the, the, the way things are handled in the back end. So that's yeah. just, it's just a mess. I was just going to say, this is the kind of thing that can get a project canceled legitimately. And right. hopefully that it won't come to that, but it, it's, it's real. It's possible. And it's just so much of that happened in the same week. It wasn't just like the rock star stuff. It was uh, Diablo, I think, at the same yeah. week. Yeah, I think Assassin's Creed had some stuff leaked. Yeah, the, the, yeah it was the 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 lineup of uh, some the the titles of some of the game, including yep. Mirage. They, ca- they called that guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. he outed himself, kind of. <laughs> right. Well, himself. I mean, they they caught him yeah. because he yeah. was not very smart. No. I mean, breaking ideas to begin with is not very smart. So right, but if you're going to do it, at least you know, don't be that bad at it. <laughs> like yeah. this was just remarkable. Yeah, but ge- but generally, just don't do it. Don't yeah. do it. Yeah, it, it, don't again, do it. like it's not worth the clicks. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Oh man, what what a sad situation. But... Speaking of clicks, did any of you play Stacklands? I played Stacklands. You played Stacklands? Yes. I. You were right. I really like Stacklands. It's a it's so very good. good game. It, it's kind of like a... I don't know if you described it this way, by the way. So if I'm just repeating what you're saying, I apologize in advance. It's okay. It's go a, for it. It's a city builder card game. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's basically what it is. Like You get resources. You build buildings. You fend off like hostiles and you could get more units and they help you get more resources. And it's just that, but it's done in such an elegant, intuitive way that there are no tutorials. Really. You just jump in and you're like, Oh, cards. What happens if I put this one, like stack this one on the other one, sometimes nothing, sometimes something. And then eventually it gives you recipes of, Oh, if you do these together, it'll do a thing. And it just paces them out at such a good pace that it's a fun, relaxed time. There's still, tension like you can't take forever there's like a hunger you know bar that that's going down that like a timeline that uh forces you to feed your units and and whatnot but it's a good balance of just i'm relaxing and i'm playing this thing and i feel progress happening and i like what i'm building i I thought it was a really i love card games to begin with but i thought this was a really really good take on the did you did you figure out how to make fruit salad yet no, <laughs> I haven't gotten there yet. Fruit, Fruit salad, salad is super good. Yeah. Uh, okay. I, I'll if, I'll get I'll get there at some point. What, <laughs> That's just what, a fact across the board. Of course. <laughs> it it was that was one of my biggest revelations was food fruit salad. Okay, I'll, I'll get there. I'm still exploring, discovering right. new areas, and trying to find new recipes from those new areas. Yeah. Uh, each each run, I'm I'm actively trying to explore uh, new right. areas as much as possible. Yeah, just start throwing cards together every now and then. Yeah. Really worth it. Okay, I'll give it a shot. Thank you for the the tip. Fruit salad, huh? I have a whole bunch of fruit. Why didn't I ever try to combine them? That that's <laughs> one of those things, right? But there's a million things like I'm I'm not going to like spoil too much, but fruit salad is a is a winner. Okay. Thank you for the that. I, now I feel like looking up a whole bunch of things. No, don't see. look them up. No, discover them. Okay. Yeah, discover them. Like it's more fun to sort of like sparring back and forth. And I'm I'm certain that I I haven't seen all cards yet. Yeah, can, and I've been playing for three weeks at this point, so uh, there's a lot. No, I've played for a day, but that day right. I got pretty far. I built a house. Uh, I built like a lumber mill. Oh, nice. I built like a, a, I yeah. I, I got to the sixth card pack, like on top, the exploration one. So, oh, nice. Wow. Yeah. When I started playing, I just kept playing. <laughs> it was yeah, just... No, that's what happened to me. I just too. didn't stop. It was just really, really, really good. So I think I put in like three or four hours just yesterday and I, I just like playing that. It was really good. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to just buy this game right now. It's well. like $3. <laughs> it's so cheap. 
And you can, and it's kind what? of one of those games that you can like play while watching a show. It's yep. not heavy enough that you have to have your full focus on it. So I was like catching up on like She-Hulk and on other things and just like playing that. It was how, great. How did you feel about She-Hulk? I'm I a huge fan. It yep, is still, right? Still a huge fan. It's completely tonally different than the rest of the MCU. So I absolutely get it if someone's like, this is not for me. It is exactly what I was hoping She-Hulk would be because tonally it's the same uh, as she was in the comics, like Break the Fourth Wall. It's very very humorful, like that kind of thing. I loved it. It's what I wanted. And it's, it's delivering on every front. Like, And it's well written. Like the something like... Some things that happened in the first episode influence the third episode in ways that were you don't expect, and then do it again in the fourth episode. It all ties in together. It's it's not, yeah, it's so well done. It really yeah. is well done. I'm I'm a big fan. I watched the first couple of episodes. I'm on board. It's fun. Yes, yeah. <laughs> happy to hear that. I would have been yeah. totally okay with you saying no, not for me, but I'm happy that you're enjoying it. No, it's good though. I, I like it. I like the Hulk. So it's like, you know, seeing more of the Hulk and like, yeah. uh, I never read the She-Hulk comics, but I was aware of it. Yeah. So it's, it's cool for me to also get to fill in that gap of my pop culture knowledge. Absolutely. She, She-Hulk is my favorite car- character in Marvel vs. Capcom 3, by the way. Oh, wow. She's really, really good. <laughs> so fun fact. <laughs> I played another game if you want to hear about it. Yeah, go for it. I played a game called Gods Will Fall. Have you heard okay. of it? I've, I actually Sounds I familiar. don't think so. Yeah, so this is the interesting thing. I hadn't heard of it. It was on Game Pass. I was like, I'm going to... Like, I looked at the video. I'm like, oh. What's <laughs> up with Game Pass? Plug of the week. <laughs> <laughs> like half Here we the are games again. Are, are on Here Game we go but normally, like I, I sample them and I, I move on, like which is normal, right? I just want to see, oh, is there something there for me? And I move on. This one hooked me for a bit, only for me to be interested with the meta progression. So let me talk about it a little bit and explain that in a sec. So you play as multiple characters. I think there are 10 characters. You move from dungeon to dungeon with all of your characters. Then when you engage in a dungeon, it's like, um, you know, like top, like, what do you call that view? The slight, like top view, but slightly slanted. Isometric. Isometric. Sorry, my 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 brain kind of you know skipped that word. So yeah, <laughs> isometric view. You have basic combat. So there's blocking, there's attacking, and there's like dodging. No, nothing too complex. You can jump and 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 attack. And you're fighting enemies in a dungeon until you get to a boss. What's interesting is you get to pick which character you engage with from those 10. They each have a different weapon that plays a little bit differently. And each character has its own progression, so they could level up and get stronger. And if you lose a character in a dungeon, they're not dead, but you can't access them anymore. You're back at the beginning of the dungeon with whoever you have left. If you defeat that boss, only the characters that engaged would get XP and level up. So there's this interesting thing where you're like engaging in a dungeon, and you're trying to decide, am I going to go in with my best character so I have a biggest chance of not losing anyone? Or do I go in with my worst character to level them up? Like, the min-maxing mm. in it is kind of broken. Because what I landed on is the best way to play is to always play with your weakest character, get to the boss, and intentionally lose to it. So that the boss has, like, so you get XP along the way. And then when you beat it with your best character, the best character levels up again. And then you recover all your lost characters but they keep their XP, and then you move on to the next dungeon. Which is not, you know, when when the game is telling you to to play in a way that's not good, when like intentionally losing isn't great. And on top of that, the dungeons themselves, you have no idea if the dungeon that you're entering is beatable or not with the character levels that you have. There's no feedback to that at all. So it you feels like, like an exploit rather than it's been done by design. Yes. It feels like they had a really good idea. And I like the idea. Like, you know, you have a lot of characters. You decide which to engage with. And you you go deep into it. And I like that. I haven't seen that before where the characters level up independently. But it feels like they needed more time to address these very solvable design issues. Like, there are ways to, to make that 
work out. Like if you beat it with your first character, give way more XP. So it's not optimal to play with every character. Like there's there are ways to solve it. You just have to identify the issue. But there's so many issues like that that I actually really enjoyed it as a experiment, if that makes sense. Like I went in, I explored, I started thinking about the dynamics, thinking about how we would fix it, like studying it a bit, because it's kind of a meta progression I haven't seen before. Mm. The combat is fun, but it's nothing to write home about. The the enemy, sometimes it's finicky. Sometimes it feels like an animation has to wait to finish before you can jump when it really shouldn't. Like the, one should cancel into the next. So it's not polished or perfect, but it's good enough. What's uh, the, the combat like, if you would describe it? It's like Dark Souls, but isometric. Okay. It's like dodge attack, do- dodge, dodge back roll attack. attack yeah. yeah, exactly. Very, very like that. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of a fuzzy like targeting where it finds the enemy for you, but not like that much. And the, you could pick up weapons. The weapons you pick up are never as good as the ones that you get by like you know the ones that you get through progression. But you can throw right. those weapons at least, and then you still have the one that you start with. Mm-hmm. So you never win. So like the best thing, you know, the constant loop is pick up weapon, throw it to start the fight, and then start the fight. There, there are really interesting enemies. I beat one of the bosses, one of the dungeons. Eventually, I found one that I can beat because that, which was a challenge in and of itself, just to find a dungeon that you could beat. But like that, those are things that were fixable. I still think it's very interesting. I so, think God's Will Fall Two will be really good if they address. So it. you just, you just kind of like fell off of it because it was kind of uneven. Yes, exactly. I was okay. like, I, this could have used a little bit more time in the oven. If it did, I think it would have been a really good game. And I, I feel like if they spend more time addressing those issues, God's Will Fall 2 will actually be something good and special. That's already a good name. God's Will Fall 2, <laughs> yeah. God's Will Fall 2. <laughs> two God's Will two Fall, right? <laughs> you know what? Two, two God's Will Fall. <laughs> Drinking Arab tea. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> But yeah, like I, I don't know if I would recommend it for fun, but I would actually recommend it for people to study. I, I might tell my my students to to play it and try to come up with systems that would fix the issues, or at least identify smart. as an identify the system the issues. Yeah, yeah, that sounds, was a game. Sounds cool. Well, speaking of Game Pass, I've I've played another Game Pass game. I don't know if you if you checked it out. It's called uh, Metal Hellsinger. Yes, mm-hmm. I did check it out. You guys been playing a, this too? Yes, I have. I gave it like the 20 minutes to confirm that it is indeed good. <laughs> it is indeed good. It is indeed very good. It's, a, it's one of those games like, you know, like Doom 2016 style game. Yeah. But if you time every shot to the rhythm of a metal song. Yeah. Yep. And what I found myself doing while playing it is I was actually using the rhythm to not like to bop my head to yeah. so that I know when to press the shoot in an easier way. And that <laughs> by itself, just that movement actually somehow made me enjoy the experience more. I felt like I was more in it. It was more immersive. I don't yeah, know. You can't play the, without the, headbanging. You gotta be headbanging yeah. the entire time yeah, as right? you're playing this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did I, <laughs> I did can't wait for thing. this game to come out in VR. It's gonna be yeah. a mess. <laughs> Love it. it was excellent. Oh. Like it's it's one of those games where they knew where to put the money. They knew where to put the uh, right. I think yeah. I think one thing Fauzi said that I fully agree with is that it is Doom 2016 and not Doom Eternal. Yeah, mm. like it's really that Doom 2016 vibe. Like you know, back at the basics of what that game was. Like totally. it's aggressive. It's fast. It's like it knows what it's doing. It's not trying to be more than that. Exactly. Uh, you know, every now and then the the narrative is a little narrative, but the 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 game itself is just like it's it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really metal. It's fun. in your face. You know, like you you move you 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 use that weapon to the beat, and like you miss the beat, you go, "Darn, I missed that. It's on me." And like, let me headbang more to get back into the rhythm and see if I can get my clicks well in my case because i'm playing with the mouse and keyboard if i can get my clicking right to uh, to match the shots yeah. and uh how does it play on mouse and keyboard uh for, for me it plays uh, uh, uh like i enjoyed it i tried it a bit on the game pass and i played it mostly on mouse and keyboard i enjoy it more on the pc 
Oh, okay. I might switch then. I might give it a try. Is it play anywhere? Will my progression just carry over, or do you not know? Uh, uh, no, I don't know because I have it on Steam. Ah, uh, I see. I play it on Game Pass. So I don't. I haven't tried the Game Pass on PC connection thing yet. I'll give it a try. Yeah. yeah. So give that a go and let me know if that works. But like, I play most. I, I, I prefer to play FPS on mouse and keyboard generally. Generally, yeah. But there's some yeah. that they lend themselves more to gamepad. Like uh, Dying Light is just a better game to play on gamepad. It's more parkour. It's less about aiming. Uh, maybe True it's that. personal preference. But yeah, there are some that I prefer. And this one, mm. it felt like it was much less about aiming and more about you know timing. But it's less parkour. So I wasn't sure where it would fit. I only I tried just, it on gamepad. I can't believe she just came in and named one of my favorite games. Which one? Just out of nowhere. Dying Light. I love Dying oh, Light. I, I, I downloaded Dying Light too, and I played it for a bit. I finished a tutorial part, and I'm really excited to, you know. Uh, if playing. you haven't played Dying Light 1, I would actually go and recommend you go back and play that. First or only? No, just <laughs> play that one. Dying really? Light 2 is, is it's less focused, and it, that game tried to do a lot, the second one. It tried to do a lot, and it just... I think Dying Light 1 was better at being the game that it wants to be, which is sort of a game where you're strong during the day and vulnerable during the night, Mm. right? And I think Dying Light 1 really nailed that, and it did some really interesting stuff Mm design-wise, where I think the game very much understands how distance and time are related Mm. and how playing with time and with distance and with context shortens all of those mm-hmm. so when you get to the point where it's like you know you want to get from point a to point b and it's in the middle of the day that's a very different proposition than moving from point a to point b when it's like starting to sunset fair which is a very different situation than you know it being midnight and mm-hmm. i think what dying light really did well was night was night it's not mm. like video game night where we just put a blue filter over over everything and you know <laughs> that's night. It's like no, it's it's dark. You don't see anything. And it's yeah, like the game for is dead light, night, right? Where yeah, you it's need just a like dark, dark. You yeah. can't. Yeah, you have a flashlight, and what isn't in the flashlight, you don't see. Okay, I'm excited to try it because I think Dying Light was one of those games I bought and never played. Like I think I have eight minutes on it because I lo- loaded the menu and shut shut it down or something. It is so, surprisingly good. Okay, I like the first one a lot uh, in multiplayer as well. So yep, I think okay. if you if you get the chance to play it with a friend, mm. it's uh, I think it enhances the experience quite a bit. Okay, thank we had you. The crew, I think I played that when I was still living in Japan. I think, and we had a crew. We were like you know playing Dying Light every evening. I think it was three of us. And it was it was a lot of fun, and like especially at the nighttime when it's terrifying, it's yeah. kind of great to have a bunch of other people like you know parkouring around trying to help you out, and you're trying to follow them into safety. I'm a huge Left 4 Dead fan. I know it's not the same, but it's similar. And mm. uh, I spent like maybe a thousand hours with all the Left 4 Deads combined, like across all platforms. So it wouldn't mm. take a lot to convince me to play Dying Light. <laughs> I just need to find a crew. So let's look for a crew. Maybe the Habibis Discord will help me find a crew. Uh, I think you you will find a bunch for sure. Cool. Looking forward to it. Yeah, it's it's a fun game to play for sure. That's awesome. Were we done with Metal Hellsinger? I kind of like moved <laughs> <laughs> into Dying Light, but I, I think so, right? We, we we said it was a good game. It was a lot of fun. Well executed. Good production value for yeah know. i think i mean there's not much more to say about it like it's a it's a hard metal inspired shooter yeah that manages to be exactly that it doesn't get stuck in making the music so important that the game isn't good it doesn't get stuck in making the game so important that the music doesn't matter like to do the game they did they had to walk a really fine balance and there's actually a lot of like really cool like game development nuance and how they pulled it off mm-hmm. and it just it's a joy it's a joy to play it's a joy to look at it's a it's a joy to listen to it's a joy to to analyze i'm just you know i played long enough to go like yep i need more time with this and then i had to travel so i didn't but it's just good mm. 
That's great. I, I like that, you know, the more the more you do better to the audio, everything gets better. You know, like the the more you're on the rhythm, the more powerful your shots are, the more like um the game and the music gets more intense. You know, it like actually everything. only start singing if you get a combo counter of 16, like right? or 16 times, which is the first time I heard that, I'm like, that's such a cool concept because you don't even need to look at the UI. You just hear singing and you're like, I'm pumped now. Like, yeah. I did well. It's so well the done. Layer, the layering of the music, like, intensifies more and more the better you do. So it just, it's just such a cool mechanic, like, you know, add, like uh, adding that audio to that way. And, like, um, from a vision point of view, having everything center a lot, that center, that uh, core theme of like, this is a metal game. Everything has to be metal yeah. <laughs> from a gameplay to the soundtrack, to the, to the art direction. And it also shows yeah. that there are many ways to accomplish that because like brutal legend was also, this is a metal game and everything has to be metal. But like the way they did it was very different. It had a very different feel. So there's a yeah. multiple ways to accomplish the same thing and still, that seed can still create multiple different games. I feel yeah. I feel like there's been a lot of attempts at making a game that mixes with metal. And when mm-hmm. it comes to first-person shooters, I think this is the one that really got it right. Like, this is the best one. This Maybe. is a metal shooter. Like yeah, Maybe. yeah. Uh, Doom 2016 had a, had a pretty awesome metal uh, soundtrack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this this one dethrones it as the metal game for sure. Yep. Rami, did you play anything? I, uh, I let me see. I played Splatoon. Oh, Splatoon Splatoon 3. I haven't checked that out yet. How is it? So here's the thing. I haven't had time to play multiplayer. (laughs) So I've only played the single player. Oh, is it good? This is by far the best Splatoon campaign I've ever played. It is super diverse. All the stuff you can do is like super different. They're using all the mechanics in fun ways. I've been Spider Man. I've been, uh, I've been dodging like I've been dancing around like dodging like shock waves. I've been like, what do you uh, mean you're Spider Man? Yeah, I'm trying to figure it, that out. Like, not literally. It, no, basically, I had like a thing that swung me around the level, and like, oh. you know, every every campaign level is sort of like a, a mini challenge, and the challenges are just like super, super different and diverse, and. I know it's not, you know, when you describe it like that, it doesn't sound that different, but like they really did well with these. So mm-hmm. just having a blast in, you know, playing. And um, I also downloaded, I just downloaded a bunch of games onto my Switch, to be fair, because I was traveling again. So I also downloaded uh, Mixolumia. I don't know if you've played Mixolumia. No idea what that is. Yeah, no it's kind of like an indie Tetris. You might have, you might have, rem- you might remember it from this uh, person on Twitter who just tweeted their first screenshot of a prototype and then updated that thread for several years until they finished the game. That it's actually familiar. fun. What's it called? It's kind of like uh, it's called Mixolumia. Yeah, it and looks I've... like Tetris. It looks yeah. like Puyo Puyo. It's in yeah, a, a little bit of all of it. Uh, a little oh, bit of all I of do that. remember this thread, and it changed and, a lot. Like, yeah, I remember this thread. I never played the game. I only remember the thread. It's good. It's good. It's just Isn't you know this very similar. Uh, no, I don't think so. It might be, it, no. but I don't. I don't remember. Uh, similar mm. to Metal Hell Singer, it, everything gets better as you play better music, visuals, everything. So it's basically the same as Metal Hell Singer. Hmm. Yeah, it looks the same. Screenshots, yeah, I can't tell them yeah, apart. Yeah, pretty much identical. <laughs> I tried to play a little bit more if we are It OFK. is on the play date. I looked it up. Oh, wow. Yeah? Looks I remember on seeing it in black and white more than the colored ones. Right. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. I haven't yeah. played it. I haven't booted it up in quite a while. I played a little bit more if we are OFK. One more, one more episode. I... It's, you know, it's the kind of game where I look at it and I'm like, wow, this is really cool that somebody made this, right? It's just, it's incredibly well done. It's incredibly well executed. The music is uh, really, really good. I missed that. What is it again, Rami? It's called We Are OFK. Ah, We Are OFK, yes. You mentioned and, that once. Yeah, I'm I'm still not really vibing with the, with the, with the characters or story, but... I just love that it is made, right? 
I reinstalled Yoku's Island Express, which if you've never played that, you really got to play Yoku's Island Express. It's a pinball roguelike, which... Uh, Yoku's Island Express. I'm, I'm looking, looking it up. up. There's yeah. a lot of new games I've never heard of, Remy, all in one shot. Yeah. Uh, I basically just download, re-downloaded a bunch of stuff that I used to like uh, and haven't played for a while. So Mixalumia, Yoku's, Dicey, and uh, Dicey Dungeons, which is the last one, if... You know, if you haven't played Dicey Dungeons, that too, absolute recommendation. You know, I Dicey think Dungeons, seen... I love. Yeah, yeah Dicey Dungeons so is really good. I, That's I, I on think... the Game Pass, so somebody must have played it. <laughs> yes, I have <laughs> played it. And it's, I played it on Steam and Game Pass, and I only think I got halfway through the game on either, both, because I started it over. But I, I, it's one of those games you could jump in and just play a few rounds each time, so you just make a little bit of progress. Uh, Yoku's I've seen, I've never played. It's very good. It's a pinball game I would never have imagined. I thought it was like ukulele or something. like game. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't even know that. Like It's I, like I'm, a platformer pinball game. Such a cool idea. Hmm. It's really cool. It's a platformer where you can change into pinball. Huh. Very I cool. I own it. <laughs> I've never played it. Zero minutes of gameplay, <laughs> but I own it. I'm gonna play this. You should. You shot. should give it a go. But like Mixolumia, really worthwhile. Yoku's really worthwhile. Dicey Dungeons, it's on Switch now. Just you know, good stuff. Beyond that, haven't really played much. I say after listing like five games, but <laughs> <laughs> I played each of these like really short, or they're like games I'm returning to. I spent most of my week. Uh, working on my newsletter thing, which is new to me. I've never done like a newsletter properly, so I've just been messing around, reading up on it. I don't know. I really like when you're bad at something and you, it, you know, it's nice because you don't have to be good at it because nobody cares. Mm. And then <laughs> what did you when, fix? So basically, a lot of like the sign up flow and sort of like the the way I structure like my writing and making sure I have enough content into the future and read it the design of the page, upgraded the theme, like nice. just a lot of stuff that I normally would have never done if not for this like project. But also, like you know, it's like reaching five thousand subscribers now, which is just wild. Huge. Wow, that's amazing. So it's the kind of thing where you're like, okay, you know what? I should put more effort into this because a lot of people are like following this for like the the sort of like game design and game development like tips and tricks. And, you know, I started the project because COVID happened and I couldn't travel anymore and I couldn't reach out to people and have people that don't know me mm-hmm. learn from the things I say or do or like might have come across and they don't have to agree with me, right? Just hearing a perspective sometimes is is good enough to, to be helpful. So I started my consultancy and I started the newsletter because I got the same questions over and over at the consultancy. <laughs> so like, there has to be a better way of doing this, you know? Mm-hmm. But now You're it's just... You're yourself out of business. <laughs> right. Well, that's ultimately, that's the goal, right? The goal of helping people is always to become to become obsolete. Yep. Yeah, exactly. That's so when you succeed it. Yeah, exactly. like that. That's where I'm trying to go. Is like that nobody needs things like this anymore. And I'm working on like putting a policy on the website that allows people to repost it as long as they link back, but not use it in books or other things, and to translate it onto blogs. So you know, like I'm, you know, all of these kind of things where you're just like, oh yeah, I should do that. Oh, I should make it more accessible. Oh, I should make it more available. I keep getting requests when I want to read the post so people who don't want to read can like listen to it. I'm mm-hmm. like, uh, can I do that? Is there a way to automate that? I don't have time to do more. So, I don't know. I'm just I'm just looking at all these options. It's really fun. It's a fun project. Yeah, I'm really happy uh, like that that you're doing it. It's really important. A lot you're getting a lot of good feedback about it. About the could you make people listen to it? I'm sure. I mean, is it a lot of effort to just read it out loud and record that? Because then after that, it's like. If I was any good at like reading things. Yeah. Uh, But I'm a really good public speaker because I don't have to read things. Yeah. That's actually fair. (laughs) And that, that, 
that checks with me as well. When I read things, like it, I have a hard time making it sound natural. So I get that. I, I think I answered my own question before you even said it. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe you could team up with somebody who can maybe read. and maybe that's the, maybe that's the solution, right? Like find find somebody who can do that. But yeah, no, it, it's been fun. That's cool. You just remind me, I've never subscribed to it. I should subscribe to it. You should subscribe to it. You should <laughs> 1,001. Yeah. Right. 5,001. But it's uh, worth 1,000, so... I should create a Habibi's discount so that uh, so that people who want to subscribe and like pay can do a discounted payment. <laughs> uh, but it is, it is like free, it. right? Like, it's that's an important part to it for me. It's like the, the whole idea of it is that it's free, and if you want to support it, you can, like, pay a monthly, like, amount. But the 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 core thing is free, which I think is important. Yeah, it is absolutely. What do you nice think? One. Okay, you you two, like, what do you think? Should I just make it like effectively pay what you want? Because right now I have like a payment where it's like eight dollars a month for people who can't afford it, then four dollars a month for people from emerging territories or marginalized or underrepresented identities, and then free. Should I just like yeah. put like one dollar, three dollar, eight dollar, and just let people pick? Why not just keep it open? Like, whatever you want. Yeah. I can't do yeah. that in the software that I'm using. I tried. Well, you should have 1,000 different entries for each dollar point until 1,000. I'm crying already. <laughs> <laughs> the brute force method. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the most brute force way of doing pay what you want. Offer 1,000 yeah. options. 1,000 options. I know. It's something <laughs> I'm thinking. And list them in a random order. So oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my don't God. make it searchable Perfect. do you remember that that uh project i don't know it was like six or seven years ago maybe where it was basically they explained how the windows api for the volume control worked oh and then they said okay now make the worst possible interface to set the volume <laughs> <laughs> i think i've heard of this and it was so good there was like people who just had like a randomized volume button that's what made me think of it is like the only way you could set the volume is just keep clicking like pick a new volume and it would just go like 99 2 84 12 it was just super it. good i love it there was one where you had to use like binary checkboxes so it was like the first one was for one, the second one was for two, four, eight, sixteen, and to set the volume, you had to set the appropriate checkboxes. Wow, that's <laughs> like awful. all sorts of stuff. There was like a, a one where you had to play like slot machines. <laughs> <laughs> so Wait, I'm not like, sure which one of those is worse, but it's hilarious. Just to one see of my favorite <laughs> ones was one that was controlled by your microphone. <laughs> but it meant that if you, you see the volume the really too. loud it was impossible to get it back down because now the sound <laughs> coming from your computer was so loud <laughs> this made me oh, very no. happy oh that's funny anyway anyway, I think anyway. Uh, I think that's good enough for this episode Maybe time to dial this good. episode down oh time no to... <laughs> oh yeah I was you started with die, and I was like, that's not how you say doilies? doilies. I was very confused. <laughs> I was thinking about the APIs, and there's a dial. Yeah, yeah okay. All right. yeah. We should make I a like doily it. API. That's what we need. <laughs> <Doily API. laughs> anyway, that was another episode of the Habibis. Thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. If you want to send some emails and make Osama really happy, you can always yes. do that info at thehabibis.com. Sorry you didn't get to emails this episode. Over at the Discord, you can find us, discord.thehabibis.com. That's right. Yeah, discord.habibis.com. And obviously, like, wherever you are, subscribe to the podcast, whatever podcasting service thing. Basically, like and subscribe. You can't like. Just subscribe. (laughs) It's really going off script today. I'm loving (laughs) it. (laughs) Thanks so much for tuning in. This was another another episode of the Habibis. New episode next Friday, inshallah. And for now, salam. Salam. Arab salam. What? It's like a salam, but with Oh Arab my god! Oh. <laughs> you wanted Throwback. to add it from Throwback. the beginning. I'm That's the third salam. The third Arab. Salam. Salam. <laughs>
That was the Habibis podcast for this week. I was Rami Ismail, your host for this episode. You can find me on Twitter at T-H-A underscore Rami. My fellow Habibis were Osama Dorias, who you can find on Twitter at Osama Dorias. And Fauzi Mesmar, who you can find on Twitter at Fauzi Mesmar. Send us your questions, stories, and suggestions via info at thehabibis.com. The intro and outro music was provided by Malik Zubaida, and the logo was provided by Ibrahim Hamdi. The Habibis is a weekly podcast about three game developers drinking good Arab tea, with new episodes launching every Friday, inshallah. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcasting service, or check out thehabibis.com for more information. Thank you for listening, and salam.